be saved, liberated, even while sitting in a message church. You may have heard the form, the formalism, but when God strikes your heart, there's a liberation. May we be free this morning. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ray. Thank you, musicians. We're going to turn to the Bible. Joshua chapter 1. Sure good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'll tell you what, the joy of the church ought to be seeing things and testimonies like that. That's the reason we labor. That's the reason we print and translate and do things because of what God is doing. And you know, just to see someone saved, someone who was bound up, but God set them free. Praise God. Joshua chapter 1, let's just read from verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of, your, of the sun may be your coast. Uh, sorry, shall be your coast. Is it God's will for you to be healed this morning? Is it God's will for you to have joy this morning? Is it God's will for him to have the victory over the devil in your life? Absolutely. There shall not a man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses. We're identified with a Moses in this generation. As I was with Moses, so, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be it in a time of COVID, be it in a time of economic strain, I will not leave thee, I will not forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Amen. One more, Joshua 11, verse 15. This is now as Joshua is enacting all that was to be said and done. And then he says this, As the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so did, the Moses, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. God bless his word. You may have your seats. We're going to follow through this morning on the message from last week. This will be the absolute of the Joshua Commission, part two. We're going to uh, turn also to Ephesians chapter one. We realize that Joshua parallels Ephesians. And what happened naturally in Joshua is spiritually what we are doing. So don't look at history. Look at your own life. Be honest. Don't look and, 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 and adopt and say, well, Brother Branham did this. We're not onlookers anymore. We're participators. When we come to church, it's not just a preacher that's anointed. It's the congregation that's anointed. When we go out to the job places, it's not just the deacons that are there, but it's every one of us that are under a commission. And so we need to operate and think that way. And as Brother Andrew spoke last Sunday night, we're not beggars anymore. We're under a commission. We've been told what we ought to do, and we're going to follow it through. Ephesians chapter 1, 
verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should barely scrape through, that we should barely survive. No, that wasn't what he said. There's a promise that has been given us that we should be holy, that we should be without blame, and that we should be before him in love. That's my inheritance. I do not have to be a beat-down Christian. I can rejoice in all that God has accomplished for me. I can have joy in the middle of this time of famine. I can feast on the table. Verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Now just think about this. You're a part of every victory that he's won. You're a benefactor. If I can share something with you coming into the Easter time, go and listen to the message, The Rising of the Sun. Just take some time and absorb that. We've got a good Friday that we don't have a service, but just go and take time and listen to that message. It is very pertinent to the hour we are right now living in. Having predestined us unto the optional children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Let's just save some time and drop down to verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself. This is God's plan. This has not been conjured up by a bunch of message preachers. This is we are following the divine orders of God. And he says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom we are in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, I, I, we really could spend a lot of time on these scriptures, but I'm, I'm going to take it, and I just want to maybe focus on this for a moment. We're talking about the fullness of times. This is the coming together as we, we took it on Wednesday. This is the, the fullness of times for the, for the Gentiles because God is already dealing with the final half of Daniel's 70 weeks of Israel. He's moving in a position. He's moved them into their land. And when God starts dealing with them that way, the days of the Gentiles are over. These two great plans dovetail together. It's also the coming together of all nations, gathering together in oneness, forming the mark of the beast, forming these things, coming under the fourth horse ride. It's the fullness of times. Friends, there's no more types after this. We are living out all the types of the Bible. We are coming into the greatest battle that's ever been fought, the battle of battles. Listen, you, you, might, you might think, oh, I've been going through a battle. There is no battle. This is, though, the battle that God had with Satan from the Garden of Eden. This is the culmination of that battle. And we are at the center of it. 
Friends, the reason the earth is groaning today. Now this is, the, if you really can wrap your head around this. The reason the earth is groaning today is because it's looking for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's the groaning that you see. That's the groaning that we feel because we're not where we should be. We desire to move into it. Now, i got to stop and slow myself down. Let me, let me read this. Brother Bannon would say, God who is rich in mercy, redemption has two parts, to come out and to enter into. First, you have to come out Brother Bannon would say, many of us have left what's behind. We've come out and in the message oneness. But I'm persuaded, friends, he says, that we have not come into the fullness that we have. We need to. It's not enough. Can I say this in love this morning? It's not enough to just come to church, have long hair if you're a sister, to dress properly. It's not just as enough of a young man to stand here and, and to attend the church and to pay your tithes. That's all a part of the spirit that is in you. But the spirit that is in you is saying, this is just a part of all that I'm doing. I have a right to all the blessings and promises of God. They are mine. I have a right to claim my family. I have a right to be able to live and have peace and joy in the earth today. I have a right to be manifest sons and daughters of God today. So it's not just, and I say telling you, the things that we are receiving are setting up for us to go back and fulfill the threefold purpose of God. Which was number one, was to express himself in Christ. Number two, was to gain the preeminence in a people. And number three, was to bring a people back positionally to the very place they had in the Garden of Eden. When they could speak to nature, when all nature would obey them. That's what God is doing right now. And I'm not just interested in coming halfway. If the Spirit of God is in you, there's something that says, I've got to possess this. I can't just sit idle. I worry sometimes that we just settle into, and I, I mentioned this, I, we, we settle into formalism. And formalism is normalism. And normalism, well, this is the way we always do things. This is a, yeah, there's a form to that, but there's something burning as Brother Ray sang the song, even so. Uh, uh, if your spirit is not hungering and yearning to leave, I'd say there's something that's wrong somewhere. If you're just content to be able to sit and just to take whatever the government gives us, I'd say there's something wrong somewhere. I believe that we can affect change. I believe we can have all the blessings of God. Yes, we comply. But yes, we also must possess what God has given us. So you've got to come out, but you've got to enter in. He says, many people want to bring the world with them to enter into Christ. You cannot do that. He will also say, the Ephesians. Joshua could not come into his ministry until after Moses was gone. Now, 
if I can say it this way, the eagle anointing could not come on the church until the man anointing was finished. And sometimes there's a lap over. Sometimes we operate after the ways of man, after the ways of the order, and, and there's a great danger, as it was with Israel, they saw the nations around them, they saw uh, that the other nations had kings, and they wanted to humanize the leadership of God. And there's a great danger should we do the same thing. We have been in the message so long, there's a danger that we try to do it, but the Holy Ghost cannot be bottled up. The Holy Ghost cannot just be put into a box. And I say this, you know, we, 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 God, Brother Adam would say, I believe in the leadership of man. But he says that leadership is not after the order of man. He says it's after the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost in men leads them. But I believe that, and I, I, I'll just share it this way. Under the book of Joshua, it was not so much that God spoke to Joshua new words. Because he took all the words of Moses, he meditated in them there and night. But it was like the book of Acts, where it was not the church receiving more than what Paul or Jesus had given them. Listen, I don't believe the book of Acts church was there just to read the scrolls of what Paul said. I don't believe the book of Acts church was there just to repeat and say what Jesus said, just the red letter. But they, if you look at the book of Acts, there was a fulfillment there was a life that went with it. There was something that enacted it. There was something that pushed out. And it wasn't just in Paul. It wasn't just in Jesus. And there's a contingent that just says, it's only in Brother Branham. It's only in the upper crust. No, it isn't. It's meant for every member. In the book of Acts, it was Peter. It was Apollos. It was Aquila and Priscilla. It was everyone. It was everyone led of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to press into. Don't just be of the mentality, I'm going to be an observer. Be a participator. Now, Brother Branham would say, Joshua represented grace. And... He said that could not be enforced as law was in its proper place. So has the church world in this last day. It's come along. It's played its part. But there's coming a time where it must cease. There has got to be an Ephesians also of this journey just as there was of other journeys. There's got to be an Ephesians and an Ephesus of this journey. If I can say it this way, in the fullness of times, we are living in the fullness of types. I, I will say this, the seed had to go in the ground, just like Jesus did, and, and, and when they came to Jesus, they said, sirs, we would see Jesus. And he said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it cannot bring forth life. Now, he was speaking of his own life but also of the church life. The church had to go, the original Ephesians, it ran out so far, and then it declined. Ephesians meant aimed at, 
It, it, it meant, but it also said relax. So they left off something and declined. I will say the age of declining is no more. There is no more declining in this message. There is no more cycles. There's only one way to go, and that's up. Under Joshua, there's no more going back to something that was, but it was moving forward one direction, burn every bridge behind. There is no more cycles of that. There is one place to go. And I say there's a people that are going to receive it. If God said that, and that's what he said, I say I'm, I'm all in. I am not going to tie myself down. I'm saying, Lord, everything you have given, that's what I'm pressing for. Now, let, let's just read this for a moment, Revelations 12. I, I'll just pick this up because, friends, we're in a tremendous battle right now. I mean, let's be honest. When you're in a battle, not every day is a victory. Sometimes you have setbacks. I have them. You have them. But the good thing is you can pick yourself up and just keep moving forward. You might stumble. You might fall. But I say don't let that hinder you. Listen, you don't have to be like the fans that watch the hockey game. Our team lost last night. The world is over. No, we may have lost. And I'm not talking about hockey now. And, 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 but I'm saying this, we are on a predetermined winning course. No matter what comes, you have a right to say, yeah, that happened, but God, you said, Lord, you promised, you said that we would have these things. I am not just looking at past failures. I am not looking. Paul said, forgetting those things that were behind. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I have a right to keep moving forward. I don't have to be dragged down by something of the past. Now, Revelations 12. And, and we, we, we read this often, but I'll just share it. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, verse 7. And the dragon fought and against his angel, and he prevailed not. So there was no more place found for him in heaven. And he was cast down to the earth. I'm just going to go quickly over it. And in verse 10, a loud voice said, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. At the very time that Lucifer was cast down. Okay, he says, And... The kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. I'll tell you what, we have, this is not just a saying, we have the blood of Jesus in its fullness. In the fullness of its power. It can wash away every stain. The, the enemy that held over us the fear, well you felt that or you thought that or in your flesh you did that. 
We are acquainted that our flesh has not been redeemed. We're acquainted that we're in the greatest mind battle that ever was. The thoughts that come into my head are not my own. They belong to the devil if they're the wrong thoughts. The right thoughts belong to God. And so we're in this battle. We cast these things out and say, in my soul I'm redeemed. I am a part of God. I can no more die than God can die. And it says, and because he has that place, I will take dominion over these other places. And the last part of that is a body change. But it starts in the mind realm. It starts in the mindset that we adopt. This won't be today's message. But it all depends on what you're feeding on. I'll, 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 Lord willing, I'll go into this in another service. But listening to your spiritual body. And Brother Branham would talk. And he would say, just like that woman that left that church. And he says, she left off that food to take eagle food. She heard from her theophany. I, I, you, you can actually change your diet. I'm a witness to that. And you can enjoy it too. I love celery sticks now. I, I love raw carrots because I feel a lot better when I wake up Amen. than a quarter pounder at 11 o'clock. Yeah, you can change your spiritual diet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's enough of that. I still love Easter bread. My wife makes the best Easter bread there is. I just know it. Anyway, there should be a few amens. I think my sons are here. There's visitors here. I, I say amen to it anyway. So he says... They, they were cast down, before, which accused them before God day and night. Verse 11, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Okay, so that is standing for us. And the word of their testimony. Where does your testimony start? When you kneel in prayer before God and say, Lord, I didn't like the way I answered. I wasn't right with that. I let these thoughts linger too much. I found myself in this. And as you do it, you know what happens? At that moment, those sins are cast into the sea of God's forgetfulness. And not only that, but they're sent back to the greasy hands of the devil to whom they belong to. Every prayer sends it back to him. The evidence on him is mounting and so you know all of that goes back onto him so they overcame by the word of their testimony friends your testimony is not based on your feelings your testimony is based on repeating the word of God you might not feel brother Adam would say doesn't matter how you feel I won't re I won't rehearse the whole quote I shared it with the ministering brothers here the other day brother says no matter how you feel the stabilizers have been set down. He says, stay in the word. Anchor in the word. Answer according to the word. No matter what the conditions are. No matter what the obstacles are. We are under a commission. It's not what we see, what we feel, what we hear. It's what God said that counts. Put that on your heart. Repeat that. And watch God work on behalf of your, your confession. They overcame. Not just by the blood of the Lamb, but they took it, the word of their testimony. And the third thing, it so ingrained something in them that they loved not their lives unto the death. Now, we are, this, I, you know, as, as you go into some of these studies, it, it seems like you break off a piece and it's like it breaks off another piece. 
And, and the Lord willing, I'll, I'll get back to Mark chapter 11, which I really want to get to. But the cultivation of a desire to where God can entrust you, you say whatever you say and I'll honor it. We're coming to that place. That place does not come with just power, but you need character. And God is cultivating a character that our answer is not according to our feelings, not according to selfish desires, but it's according to what we've sold our lives out for. I am Esther who has been given a half the kingdom. And I'll honor the other half in every word I say. I'll honor that not in to, to, to take my part selfishly, but I'll honor it and say, Lord, you're all me. I'm not just giving you 10% of myself, but Lord, I'm giving you the other 90% too. Every part is yours. I'm sold out to you, Lord. I believe there's one people like that on the face of the earth today. So he says, they, over, they love not their lives. Verse 12, therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell, and woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil is coming down to you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. This is his last crack. And I will say, we are witnessing hell on earth. I'll, I'll share this with you. I shared it with a few brothers this morning. On March 1st, this last year, 2021. This is in the United States. The Congress had a meeting, and it seemed like this little meeting happened, and it went almost unnoticed. But a Republican congressman was quoting the Bible in his address to the Senate. And this Democratic... Uh, representative from New York stood up to speak and behind him was a statue of Moses. Behind him was a statue of Moses. And he interrupted this congressman who was quoting the Bible and he said, any religious tradition that describes as God's will is of no concern to this congress. Now, the nation is gone. It's been gone for a long time. But these words are setting up for judgment. And when godly leaders, when a Pharaoh that knows not Joseph rises up, you watch what opens. The gates of hell open. I shared this also with the brothers. Nike, the sports company, has... A new spokesperson, a 21-year-old rapper. And they have a new product out, and they call it Satan Shoes. And this rapper, he actually has this, this new release, Satan Shoes. These shoes are being marketed with, uh, there's a limited edition. They contain 66 cc's of red ink, as well as one drop of human blood. And there's a picture, and it shows the picture of, of this, 
poster of these shoes. They're all black. And there's a limited edition of these shoes, 666 of them. And they have a scripture on them, and it says Luke chapter, okay, I better, Luke chapter 10, verse 18. And if you go to that, it says, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And then the title of all of this over this marketing brochure is, It's Better to Reign in Hell Than to Serve in Heaven. I, I will just tell you, absolute insanity and madness. Before you get caught up in the things of this world, I, I would say, ask yourself the question, what's behind it? And I will tell you, a 21-year-old man that probably as little as seven years ago was a teenager, seven years before that was just a young kid, but in the span of a few short years has become a full-on tool and spokesperson for hell, for Satan. As there is also a negative, uh, let me call this, uh, a negative that shows up where hell is embodying in people, there also must be a positive. And I will say, there are young people right now in this church that are also being used as tools for God. There are young people that are also spokespersons for God. And I say, it's time to stand up. It's time to move forward. Don't just stand on the sidelines anymore. There is no more middle ground. God bless you all. I saw that this morning, and I just about... We have a voice, friends. And I say, hell knows our voice. Heaven knows our voice. We need to exercise it. We don't need to just sit by and say, well, I'll wait till things move and work out better. We're not beggars anymore. We are the sons and daughters of God. There's an absolute behind us. Now, that's why I said it's not just good enough to come out. It's not just good enough to believe. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? In the message, the rising of the sun, Satan doesn't care how religious you are. How right you are in your doctrine. If you miss the life, you won't come up anyhow. No matter how religious you are, how many churches you belong to or will belong to, it doesn't matter one thing unless you're born again. Why do we labor? Because I will give an account one day for what I've spoken here. If I have been soft on things, I'll give an account for it. If I have tried to do it through my own means, I'll give an account for it. But I say, oh God, let the Spirit of God flow in our services. 
Let it not just be from the minister, but let it be from every minister. And I, I want to say thank you for the ministers that we have. I want to say thank you how they've been yielding to God. I want to say thank you for, for what's been raised up here. God bless you, Brother Harold, for giving that atmosphere for these things to grow. I think that's exactly what the prophet saw. I would that young men would rise up and carry this message to the pressing on of the Lord. And it's not just among the ministers. It's in families. It's in heads of homes. It's right from the heart. There are people that gather together every week in prayer and it's on their heart to call on God for the promises of God to be fulfilled and enacted in our midst. God bless you all. Don't just sit on your easy chair and be content. Oh, we've got the message. No, God will bypass us if we're not careful. Joshua represented the end time leader. That was the Holy Spirit. That was partly fulfilled in Brother Branham. But there was also a group called the Caleb group. They had come out of the wilderness. They had seen the foolishness. But they also had a spirit of God in them. They were of an older generation. But they carried it through. I say, oh God. Our joy ought to be see, see the church and see the young people prosper. And then we as old people move on with them. Do all you can to support them. Yeah. All right. I'm off of page one. We're on the fullness of times. There's a lot of types that were types but not brought to their fullness. This this will really be another message, so I'm not going to focus on this. Abraham and Sarah experienced a body change, but there had to come another one that would have a body change. Esther was a type of the bride, but there had to come an Esther. Brother Branham would say in Rising of the Sun, there have been brides, 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 but there must come one. And I want to be that one. That is the embodiment of every type. Just like Ruth laid at the feet of Boaz. That was another bride. But there must be another bride. There must be another Ephesians. There must be a people that are not just observers, but are stepping and walking in the promises. Not like this man marketing Satan's souls, is what they call it. S-O-L-E-S, but S-O-U-L-S also. We are God's shoes. We are God's hands. We are God's feet. We're not doing this of ourselves, but we're doing it because we've recognized it's the will of God. It's God's will that you prosper and be in health. It's God's will that yet you would, would be able to grow in grace, that you'd have more of the love of God, more grace for your brother. It's God's grace that we purge ourselves. There's many types. I, I, I will not go to it. But let's just move to the Joshua Commission. Now, Brother Branham would say, I, I, you know, I, I say I, I, I've benefited from years where Brother Harold would take this and then I've been able to follow it through. And I think sometimes we just need to repeat these things. I'm not going to be able to do it the way he does because I've just got to follow the way the Lord leads me. But I believe the whole... Joshua commission. There's three exoduses. What was in the first was also in the second, 
But this is the real exodus. And this time, it's not to cycle back, but this time, it's to lead a people into a millennium. And I believe I'm one of them. I'm not just here looking to have services in 2030. I hope it's much earlier than that that we take a rapture. Now, Moses was given two signs. And this was part of taking a people out. If I can just summarize just a statement or two. Moses had a sign gift ministry, signs and wonders, that led the people out. Brother Branham had a sign gift ministry to also lead a people out, but also to draw attention to something greater. And it was to draw our attention as there was to be a shout, a voice, and a trump. And, and Brother Bannon would say, Jesus does all three as he descends. So now, this is not just a Pentecostal sign. Even though many emulated the signs, the signs were not the main thing. What were they pointing to? And it was at this time Brother Bannon would see, receive the vision of the third pole or the tent vision as he called it, and he said, this is that third pull. It's commonly referred around the message as the tent vision. But do you know it's not just a tent? Often Brother Branham referred to it as a wooden structure. So let's not just get hung up on things. This, this is a type of where a bride is moving into. I believe right now, even though the nation is, is doing what the nation is doing, and that was America, Canada's no better. The rules that are being enacted. And even though the world has crept up in doing the things that we see in these things, the, the church no longer is the voice for God. But the bride still is. The bride still is here. And not for the nation, but it's here. And it's actually holding back the wrath of God. Your godly life, your prayers, is what's keeping your loved ones to a place that God can deal with them. Don't you ever lose sight of that. Don't ever let the devil tell you different. There's a power that's in the church right now. Now, Brother Branham would say, under this third pull, and really, the first two pulls were under a man anointing, and there was an eagle anointing, which is not after the effort of man now. But it was God in the man. The book of Acts was not so much the book of the Acts of a people, but it was the Acts of God in a people. The book of Joshua is not so much the Acts of Joshua, but it was the Acts of God through Joshua, through a people. Now, Brother Adam would make this statement in Anointed Ones about the third pull. Notice the very day when the messenger begins to declare his message. First pull, healing. Second pull, prophesying. Third pull, the opening of the word. The mysteries revealed. No more. There is no higher order to reveal the word than prophets. And the only way the prophet can be vindicated is by the word. And remember, the third pull was the opening of them seven seals to reveal the hidden truth that's been sealed in the word. Do you get it? Now, let me, let me read just a little bit of what follows this because if we can see the conditions and we see all that's happening out there, 
we need to be conscious of what's happening in here. In the day when this thing is to take place, Janus and Jambres would arise, impersonators. Just like they did when Moses appeared with the original word, they appeared to impersonate it. Matthew 24, 24, anointed ones. Now listen real close. There are three things that have been fulfilled. These three things lay before you right now. Number one, the world is in a Sodom condition. Now when he preached this in 1965, it was nowhere near the level it was 10 years ago. And what was 10 years ago is nowhere near the level it is today. This day, this scripture is fulfilled. I'm not the prophet saying this, but I think we can all say, I have no idea how it can get worse. That's why we sing, even so, come Lord Jesus, come. So number one, the world is in a Sodom condition. Secondly, in that hour, according to the scripture, Janus and Jambres appears. Now Janus and Jambres appeared in Egypt, but it was also in that hour that Dathan and Korah arose in, in, the, in the message. We'll come to this in a little bit here. But he, he says, now, thirdly, it's in that hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. There is your believer, make-believer, and unbeliever. Okay? Now, we, we are here. Are, are you, I thank you. You're all listening to me. God bless you. Now, I, I, need, to, I'm, I need to move this, and I'm going to try to move this more quickly at this point. I'm, I'm going to, I want to speak on the absolute part, and I wanted to do it last week, and I'm, I'm, I want to do it this week, but I'm not even getting to it yet. There was a part where Brother Branham would say about Joshua. Joshua, because he was given such a word of God, as I was with Moses, so will I, so will I be with you. Every place that the sole of your foot treads. Now, Joshua wasn't told, don't step on that, don't go there. It was limitless. And an absolute is, is, is without limit. And I would say, we do not limit God because there's parts of God as the thunders break, as the seals open and the thunders break to the individual that brings an inspiration where we recognize not just Brother Branham's part, where we recognize not just the pastor's part or my mom and dad's part, but we recognize our own part. I'm one of them. The Word of God came to me. It's not me trying to figure God out, but it's God coming to me. He came to me. He sought me out. He pulled on my heartstrings. He is after me. He has a purpose for me. So it's God Revealing your place to you. And I would say under that, there's inspiration. There's anointing. Hattie Wright was said, whatever you ask. Now, she could have asked for money. She could have asked for a sister. But she asked for something that had the greatest value. And that was the souls of her sons. Now, whatever she would have asked, God would have given it to her. Just like Abraham, you know, whatever way you go, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Now, you can take the well-watered plains, I'll bless you. You can take the famine, I'll bless you. But Abraham, under inspiration, he took 
And he didn't try and achieve something himself. He says, Lord, you're my blessing. You're the one that walks with me. You're the unfolding one. You know, we, we, we spend our lives looking for an, a, a utopia and an optimum where our flesh can be at ease. Where, oh, I won't have to struggle with this, this, this financial hardship. I won't have to struggle with this, this thing or this thing. You know what your blessing is? It can be the same as that widow woman that went to the pot every day. He can be your portion every day. You don't know how it's going to happen that day. But the fact that he said, I'll never lose you nor forsake you, that's the bride's portion. He will take care of us. He's working with us. It's not us achieving something up here. But it's the fact that he is unfolding his life in us day by day. That's our rest. That's, do I know how, how the year's going to unfold? I have no idea. But I, he said, he'll walk with me, he'll be in me, and he'll take care of me. There's the rest. My, my, my. Hebrews 3, we'll read a portion of this, and we'll jump into more here. Now, I, I need to spend this part because before we can be reckless and we can be like that with Joshua. We have to look at the things that hinder us and beset us. And remember, there's no new thing. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. Now, I took this in a previous service. They were more interested in the works. They were more interested in the blessings than they were in participating in the nature of God, learning His ways. There's a lot of people that use this message for intellectual gain. There's people that use this message because of the anointing that comes with it and because that it profits them personally. But how many people are willing to humble themselves, as Paul said, I die daily. And it's not me that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Lord, take my body. Take this temple. Live through this body. I surrender it to you. Lord, do what you want with it. It's not my will, but your will be done. That's to know his ways. So they, they didn't know his ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren. Now Paul is using this as a type. He's saying, now... What the Holy Ghost was speaking in that day, remember, it's typed out in a previous generation. Take heed, lest there be an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily what it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. I, I, I just need to be honest for a moment here. I feel sometimes we don't have it. I feel sometimes we allow our flesh to get in the way. We allow our thinking. We, we get so bombarded. I mean, I look at the world and people, and I, I can point to people and say, they're off their rocker, and they are. But except the Lord left a seed, I would be that way too. And sometimes they say things 
And, and listen, it can happen right in our midst. Somebody says something, and we take offense to it. When sometimes we ourselves are guilty of the same thing. When sometimes it's us in the flesh who says the wrong thing. When it's us that doesn't have the faith that we need to. And I think we need to be honest and humble ourselves and say, Lord, I need more of you. Because, Lord, if I don't have more of you, I'll surely fail. I'll surely be like Sodom and Gomorrah. So lest I look, and that's, that I, 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 when we played that tape on Wednesday, I trust, friends, we don't become haughty and say, oh, Israel. No, God blinded them so that we could come in. Unless we look down at denominations and, and we say, oh, they won't receive the word. Did you know not everybody was predestinated to this? I, I, I think we need to be honest with ourselves and say, Lord, I see things in my life that I think are hindering the promises from being fulfilled. I see obstacles, you know, and this is a great tactic of the enemy. The enemy, like Balaam, he knew that the shout of the king was in the camp. He tried to prophesy against them, and every time he tried to curse them, blessings came out. Now that's the God that stands for us today. So what did Balaam do? He devised a plan where he could get Israel to mix with the world, and he knew God would be obligated to curse them. Now that's the enemy that tries to get you and I. Okay, now I'm, I, I really wanted to read more of this, but I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 10 for the sake of time. 1 Corinthians 10, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 10. This is, again, very, very pertinent, and I'm just going to take a portion of this. Paul would say in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant that our fathers all were under the cloud and all passed under the sea and all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and the sea and all did eat the same spiritual meat and they all drank the same spiritual drink. They all drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. We could look to the message and we could look back 40, 50 years ago, some of us, we could look back and say, we all came out, we all did this, we all did this, we all had the blessings. But watch what's evolved over time. Some have gone into camps. Some have gone into doctrine. Some have gone back into the world. Some have become enemies of the gospel. Some have published websites. Some are going to have a great account for what they've done. Just because you came out under that, it does not qualify you to go in. Now verse 5 is very revealing. It says, but with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now let's look at the faults that overthrew them in the wilderness. Now, these things were examples to the intent. Actually, Paul would say in verse 11, Ethan, could you just jump ahead to that for a minute? Now all these things happened to them for examples. Okay? Now... Spirits don't die. These things happen for examples, and they were written for our admonition. So before your mind just goes in a path, oh yeah, I know where he's going. I know that was Israel. 
I need you to think those very same spirits could be working amongst us and we could give them a little place and allow them to grow if we're not careful. Take heed, my brethren, lest there be in you a, a heart of hardness or a little bit of unbelief. Now I'm going to take these four examples. I really need to do this before I even move further and I'm not going to get into the fullness of what I want to get to today. I know that. But that's okay. Are, are you happy with the word? I am. You know what? A brother, a brother sent me a note today and I thought, man, that is wonderful. I said, that's the truth. And he, and he said, this is in ever-present water from the rock. It's a joy to go to church. Under any circumstance, whether it's hot or cold. He says, indifferent, whether the people are fussing or they're growling. <laughs> Brother Branham said this, okay? It's still a joy to go to church. And he says, whatever they're doing, it's still a joy to hear the word of the Lord. Then you're in love with Christ when you love to go to church. Oh, hallelujah. I love to be here. I would rather be here than other places. Hey, there was a time in my life, I love sports. And they always have the final Whatever it be, the Super Bowl, the final round is always on a Sunday afternoon when we have church. So, you know, you follow all season to look to the final and then you got to go to church. There was a part where I fought that, but now I think, I don't even care. This is my inheritance. This is where I'm going. That's a silly game where they're chasing a pigskin or a rubber puck, and it's all going to die. It's not going to mean anything. It's temporal. It's fleeting. This is eternal. This is where I'd rather be. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Ed, the people are growling. Hey, there's a quote. If you need this, I'll send it to you. The people are indifferent. I'll send this to you. Love the Lord anyhow. Forget what the people do. There's people that growl at the supermarket. Does that stop you from purchasing food? No. You still go there. Come to church. Enjoy it. Love the Lord. And. That was just a commercial. Now we're going back to where we were. Now, these things were for our examples, verse 11, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come, the fullness of time. Therefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Okay, so before you say, now Paul was writing this to believers, not unbelievers, Undoubtedly, there may have been some unbelievers in the church. Undoubtedly, there may have been some make-believers in the church, but it was written for believers. So now he goes into this in verse 6. Now these things were for our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now, now look, at, look at what he starts. He breaks down four things. Okay, I'm going to take these four things. He says, don't lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as some of them were. It is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now, you can go to church and identify with the church, but you can also love to spend your time in the things of the world. And you, and you can say, I desire, you know, whatever it may be, whatever, we all have a weakness, let's just call it what it is. I, I just want to watch this movie. Be careful. That, that, because what's just a little thing can take a hold of you. 
I, I just want to go on social media and see what they're doing over there. Be careful. I, 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 there's a documentary, and if you read what's behind social media, now, it's of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's a good part to it, but I would say there's a spirit behind it. Be careful how absorbed you are. Oh, first thing, we wake up. We don't even pray anymore. The first thing we do is we look at our phone. Oh, and before you know it, the spirit of prayer that was on us is gone. Oh, friends, how does that grieve God? How does it grieve Him? Oh, i got to send this email. i got to do this. And before you know it, we haven't prayed. We haven't read the Word. And when we have, it's been tainted by all kinds of other thoughts. I say this. Put it aside. You know what? If you have trouble with your phone, leave it downstairs if you have an upstairs. <laughs> or, or, or leave it somewhere else. If you have trouble with these things, why don't you start being a little more sincere with the things of God? Why don't you be more sincere in little things? And I'll tell you what, when Brother Branham was told by the angel, you're two-thirds of the way down to Jordan. He says, across Jordan is where all the promises lie. Did you know the next thing that came up? He saw a vision of a snake. A mamba snake that was chasing his brother. Now, it couldn't touch him. He said, uh, he said it couldn't bite me why he had too much of God in him. But it would get after my brother. He said, now you've been given power to bind it. I believe we're coming to a place where that snake will not touch us either. Because we have got what Brother Branham had. We're not going to be prophets. We're not going to be word like that way. But the life, that life is going to be what reigns in us. And that's what the devil can't stand. So he says, Neither be idolaters as some of them, the people rose up to eat and drink. What was Luke 17? Two conditions, the days of Noah, the days of Lot. The days of Noah, they were marrying, giving in marriage, they were eating, reveling. When all that's on people's hearts is what restaurant are we going to go to? You know one good thing about COVID? We realized how shallow our existence was. So much of our fellowship was around a restaurant. Nothing wrong with that. But I'll tell you what, it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. And when Brother Branham saw the vision of that snake, now what was he told? You have power to bind him. There was another last part to this. And he says, to do this, you must be more sincere. That was Brother Branham. What about me and you? Friends, let's get serious. Are we going in or are we just kind of hanging around the outskirts? Are we really, really possessing what God is giving us? Are we really possessing our entertainment life? Are we really possessing that? And just, just pardon me, I, I'm going down a pastoral road for a moment here. This is, this is uh, why do I always do this? I should leave the, that part for the beginning and leave the shouting for the end. But let's listen, I'm just going to make a few things. This is important. Okay, so excess eating, revelry, anything in excess. Oh, I got to have the newest device. Oh, I got to polish my car. You can make your car your God. You can make your stuff your God. That's not what God wants. Give him first place. 
All these things will be added to you. Okay, let's move on. Verse 8, neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000. One thing God can't stand is to mix with the world. A fornicating spirit that will mix the things of God with our own ideas, be it in a religious realm, be it in a worldly realm, be it in the friends that you keep, in the relationships you have. God demands separation. Oh, Brother Ed, I'm going to lose all my friends. No, you won't. He says, you that have left all, he told Peter, I have given you lands, I have given you families, I have given you friends. And, and I'll tell you what, they're the better type of friends. Not the ones, let God choose them. I, I was just talking to a brother the other day, and we remarked on one thing. And after many years of fellowshipping together, we said, I would like to say I believe our friendship has been ordained of God because I don't just view you on a natural level. I've benefited spiritually, and we, and we reciprocated the same. And I said, I want to thank God for that. I, I thank God for my wife more than ever before, not just because of the Easter bread. But, but I, I would just say I appreciate how sold out she is to the Word of God. I appreciate the helpmate she is. And I say, Lord, I, I made the choice, I know, but Lord, you helped me to see the character and blessed me with that. I think we need to watch. You know, and, 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 and Paul would talk in the book of Corinthians, if I build up that which I've torn down. Sometimes we've left things. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll throw out all my records. I'll throw out all this. Records, my goodness, that tells me how old I am. Uh, I, I threw out all my CDs, and I threw out all my... Okay, i, I got to get current. You ignore that part. <laughs> hey, somebody the other day told me I was a lot younger, and he's my friend for life. So anyway, God bless him. Anyway, I won't say no more. Okay, i gotta, I got to go on. Don't commit fornication. Now, I, I, I could go to these places in the Scripture, but you can do it. Verse 9, Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Now, they were, they were tempting him. How did they bring the serpents? Because they wanted food. They wanted things. They weren't happy with the, with the manna that God gave them every day. They weren't happy with those things. And he said, oh, that we could have what we had in Egypt. Be careful what you ask for. You know what? I imagine there was times God was going and he was listening to all of this. And, and God was sitting there. And I believe there was times he was shaking his head. I am so tired of hearing this. I've given them everything and still they're not happy. They're not content. Let's go to the last one. I'm gonna, I need to take a scripture on this. Neither murmur you as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Let's go quickly. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. I need to take this part are you, guys, are you all good with this this morning? Yeah. And if you're not, uh, that's okay too. Numbers 13, this, this is the Word of God. This is what we love. This is what we live for. Numbers 13. Now, this is Kadesh Barnea. I'm, I'm going to read just a couple verses. You're going to have to fill in the blanks, okay? Verse 26. 
And this is when they come back. This is the report. And they went back and came to Moses, to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, brought back word to them and to all the congregation, showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came into the land whither you sent us. Surely it is flowing with milk and honey. Here is the fruit of it. My, this sounds so wonderful. What a good report. I'm in the message. I've been to the land. I've come back. But then the next verse. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. Now, here they go into this whole rapport of all the obstacles. This is murmuring. You know what I, 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 I probably discourages me more than anything? When you give your heart to pushing forward the Word of God and all the promises and then murmuring. Now, listen, some of it's deservedly so because I'm a man. I, I'm full of failures. But be careful. Because even Miriam viewed her brother naturally and murmured not knowing she was murmuring against God. Be careful. Listen, I, I need to just say this for a moment here. They're murmuring. I, 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 let me just go back to God sitting in His chair. I, I've just given them the fruit of the land. I've, I've showed them the promise. And this is the report. They showed that PowerPoint to everybody. Did they not remember what I did in Egypt? Did they not remember how I took them out? How I washed them? How I cleansed them? They're, they're now in a church. They have the blessings of God. And because they, they don't have enough water, the little stickers come out. And there's little comments Ping, ping. And you know what that is? That's murmuring. God was just going, I'm so tired of this. Right about that time, Joshua stands up. And Joshua, and Caleb, it says Caleb stilled the people. Actually, it was Caleb. Listen, verse 30. Caleb! The Bible says stilled. He didn't say shut up, but he stilled the people. Sometimes we need to still our children. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. We are more than able to overcome it. God is sitting here in his table, in his chair, and he's going, this murmuring. And all of a sudden, what's that voice I hear? There's somebody that believes me. There's somebody that's looking at my promise. Oh, my. This is like a sweet-smelling savor. Oh, I, I believe God set up. And he says, Who, who's saying that? Friends, he's the same God today. We are the same people today. We need to remember what we're saying. Sometimes we're so negative about everything going wrong. You know what we need to do? Give God the sacrifice of praise. Lord, your word is true. I don't know how it'll happen, but it'll happen. Listen, these are obstacles. Read the message, pick up your pen and write. 
as it was in Joshua's day, there was the same pressures. We're under pressures. I, I need you just to think about this for a moment. In Joshua's age, they crossed over. Now, they'd seen all of that was behind them, but they crossed over this generation, this new generation. And the first place they came to was Jericho. Now, this was not a brick wall like our previous brick wall was. This was the walls of Joshua were so thick they could have chariot races around the outside. And God says, I'm going to break down the walls of Joshua. Jericho, I'm, thank you, thank you. You can correct me anytime. My goodness. I'm glad you knew what I meant to say. I said that one time. I said, Rebecca got on her horse. I was talking about a thoroughbredism. Somebody came and says, it wasn't a horse, it was a camel. Okay, thank you. I hope you got more out of the service than that. Okay, and I know you didn't. I, I'm not, I'm not. So anyway, Jericho, look at, the walls were as thick as could be. Now, and he says, and you mean all we have to do is march around? Yeah, that's all you have to do. I don't believe as they were marching, because I'll tell you what, under the Joshua Commission, it's full obedience. It's, it's no questions. It's no murmuring. It's nothing of that. It's God said so, and I'm going to do it. What have they said? I don't care if it's COVID. I don't care if it's dry. I don't care what it looks like. It's God said so. And he says, now, now listen, this was not the scene. Could you imagine them marching around the first day? The second day, I don't believe there was any murmuring. We're doing this again. This is three days in a row. I'm tired of this. It's hot. It's dusty. Isn't there a drink station here somewhere? Yeah. No, that was gone. Friends, it's time to leave everything behind. It's time to focus on the Word of God. It's time to say your promises are yea and amen. They had two things to do. March around and then when the trumpet blow, listen, they didn't say, oh, that trumpet, that's off key. No. That wasn't what they said. That was a sign. Listen, friends, I've had a lot of, I get comments sometimes. I, I, I work in business, do a plan for somebody. It's all wrong. What's wrong? You didn't put a coat hook on the right side of the door. Oh, how about the rest of the plan? Oh, yeah, that's all okay. You know what? You need a lesson in how to win friends and influence people. Some people, all they do is their first thought is complain. You know what? You, 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 you spoke too loud. You didn't hit the key on this. You didn't do this. Listen, we've got to focus on one thing here. If you focus on yourself, you'll find as many problems as you focus looking up here. That's not the message. The message is to say, God, your word is yea and amen. It's an absolute, and I'm willing to go with it. My, my, my. Now, I'll just finish this. Chapter 14, and the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said, oh, I wish we would have died in Egypt. I wish we wouldn't have gone to this wilderness. And he says, wherefore the hand of the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey. Is it not better for us to return to Egypt? Let us make a captain. Let us anoint somebody that can put up a website. Let's do whatever we can. Same spirits. I say, shut up. We are going in. 
I have nothing to do with these things. And Moses and Aaron fell. And then Joshua, the son of Nun, verse 6, he rose and Aaron rent their clothes. And they started rehearsing the comments. And friends, I, I, if the favor of God was on somebody at that moment, just like it was on Phineas when he went in and seemingly was out of order. But I'll tell you what, they, they just began to praise God with their words. I say, help me, Lord. Help us all. Musicians, why don't you come? I think I've delivered my heart. There's more things I could write here, but I've delivered my heart for this morning. I'm, I want to go in, friends. I don't want to repeat the mistakes of a past generation. And, yes, I've been wrong too. Yes, there's been times I didn't have the right attitude. Yes, there's been times I needed washing by the water of the Word. Thank God that He's faithful to correct us. Perfect faith, Brother Branham says, rapturing faith must come. It's waiting on us. And he says, it means a lot of shaving down for me. It means a lot of shaving down for you. Brother Branham would, would finish, and I'll just use this quote as we, we close our, our thought this morning. When God comes to you, when he's pleased to dwell with you, pleased to honor your word, what was Joshua's decision? Stand still. What was Moses' decision? Red Sea be opened. See, when, when you ask, when you, what you said will come to pass, that puts you back in the word. But before you ever get there, you're gonna have to, we're going to have to drop off our adultery, our idolatry, our murmuring, all of these other things because it's full obedience. Under the word, that's the authority of the hour. The last thing Brother Branham would say, give me a church so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord, and I'll show you a Messiah, brackets, anointed one of God, standing upon the earth. Let's stand together. Thank you for pulling on the word this morning. God bless you. May, we, may God's word not return to him void. Listen, this is Brother Ed speaking to Brother Ed, speaking to every one of us. Let's go in. I, I, we can't do this alone. We've all got to do it. Amen. Oh, our God is an awesome God, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Ray, do you have a song you'd like to sing? You don't have one. I've got one, but <laughs> every promise in the book is mine. Amen. Put on that, that collage, if you will. I think there's one of them that we have there. Uh, I forget which one it is. There it is. This, let's do this. There's a number of songs in here.
Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Oh, sing. Well, sing. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna to the King of Ministers are not immune. There's days I get down. Why me? Why is this happening to me? I get frustrated. If I stay there, it only leads to more. So that's why it's good to have friends. Somebody texts you out of the blue. This is a scripture that the Lord gave me. Oh, that's pretty good. Hmm. Why didn't I read that this morning? Because I was too wallowed in my own pity. <laughs> and then, start singing a song, humming a word, putting on a tape, yeah. talking. A, I'll tell you what, spirits hang around unbelief. Yeah. But start singing, start remembering the promise. Dwell in an atmosphere that's positive. It's not a makeup, but I'll tell you what, it's a source. It's a place that we can come to. It's something that feeds our soul. It's a reality. Amen. We can all tap in a little bit more, don't you think? I have a source of strength Amen. when I am weary. Okay. I claim the blood. I have a source of strength when I am weary. Yeah. 